Hey, I really like that mirror. Gosh, makes me look skinny. How much for that mirror? I really like the way it looks. Hey, 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 the Sanguine community, welcome. And those of you that are newcomers, welcome to the Sanguine Podcast. This is a faith podcast all about like religion, legalism, the painful aspects of religion, the things that we hate. No, it's not about that. It is about, although we do talk about those things, it is about the wonderful adventure that we have when we engage in a relationship, yeah, with Jesus, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Super fun time in this podcast is all about the fun, but also some of the challenges because when you're part of that supernatural family, you are supernatural. So that's what this podcast is about. I am your host, Tom Baldwin. Glad to be here with you. This is something that I love to do. It is an outpouring of me into you and yeah, I just like doing it. I am highly educated, not really. I've went to college enough years and got enough credits to get a degree, but none of them are all in the same category, and so I don't have a degree. I did go to one year of Bible college, so I do have some experience with that too, for better or for worse. But I'm all about community. I love building community, and I love sharing and talking about a relationship with Jesus and the adventure that we're on when we're in the supernatural family. It is my passion. Just some quick housekeeping things. First of all, thank you for what you do. Thank you for listening, but thank you for being a follower and in this relationship with Jesus because you are making a difference. And I just continue to encourage you, and I'm grateful that you do, listening to the Father and doing what he says. So I have a website, sanguinefaith.com. You can find the podcast there. You can also find a link to my Shopify store, which has some t-shirts. And yeah, I've often self-deprecated and say it's dorky, but the stuff is actually cool. And yeah, maybe it's not as highly sophisticated, but it's cool. It's a way of being a part of this. And when you order those, yes, the price is a little more than you'd pay for a t-shirt, but that actually goes to support this podcast, which, you know, that supports myself and buying the sound equipment, getting another microphone so I can have guests on more often. It's a little difficult to have guests and to finish my camper that I got that can be a podcasting studio where we can fit some more people in and more closely control the acoustics. And so that would be super fun too. And so when you donate on the sanguinefaith.com, it goes to all that stuff. And like I said before, you know, we can accept donations up to 5 million things over that. We have to, you know, you have to call or email me. You don't have my phone number, so you have to email me. And so we can make arrangements, accept that. So appreciate that. You're like, dude, you really... It has not happened to date, but yes, there are people out there with those kind of means, maybe not 5 million, but can definitely support in that fashion. And that would be greatly appreciated. Those of you that do support, man, it's like a huge pat on the back and keep going. And I so appreciate that. The email, those of you that email me already know what the email is. Those of you that are regular listeners, like, yes, we know what the email is. But those of you that are new, it's 406BigT at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. One thing I will do for you, if you send me prayer requests, I will pray for them. And God has been so gracious in answering most of my prayers lately. And I think it's maybe I'm getting old and I have less of a fight with my ego. And so I'm more able to hear the father's heart. And so we're, we're getting more, uh, I'm getting more in line with him. He's already in line. I'm getting more in line with him, but it would be a great privilege to pray for you and the needs that you have at this time. 
And then lastly, you can rate this podcast. That helps get it out there. It's probably one of the best things that you can do to get more visibility because the reality is there's a lot of podcasts out there, right? There are a lot of podcasts out there and it's easy to get lost in the podcast world. And so when you rate it, you can go to my website, sanguinefaith.com and rate it. Or you can do it on Apple Podcasts. You can do it on Pandora. They all have rating systems. It would be super, super helpful. So let's get into today's episode. Yes, I have a mirror in the house that is a skinny mirror. And I love that mirror. But the reality is it's not a true reflection. So as I look in that mirror, I get an illusion of what I look like. Because when people see me, they don't look through the filter of that mirror. So that mirror really is an illusion. And those of us that have went to carnivals or different types of amusement parks and went through the hall of mirrors, it's super cool what they can do with mirrors just by bending them a little bit or twisting them a little bit and how it can so distort the reflection. Well, that is not what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about the true reflection. And we're going to talk about scripture in Ephesians. And it's kind of along the lines what I have been talking about lately and what is the passion on my heart summed up in a a phrase, I am from the king. I am here on his behalf to overrule injustice. And you're like, boy, I, I like that. Me too. It's a super challenging phrase, but it is true in light of the scriptures, that phrase is a reflection of the life of Jesus and the life of the disciples. So I'm going to continue on the discussion, but it's going to be out of Ephesians chapter five. You're like, wow, Tom, you giving a scripture say, yeah, we always got to change things up a little bit. And it's good to look for things. I'm not telling you exactly where it's at, although with that description, you're going to have a pretty easy time finding it as long as you know how to spell Ephesians or at least get the first part of it. You're going to be able to find it. It's amazing how little you have to know to actually get the right things to show up on a search engine, whether it's Google or DuckDuckGo or some alternative search engine like that. It's it's pretty amazing. And it is a wonderful tool that we're afforded in this month modern age and we should utilize it. I know there's many out there. You got to get back to your old fashioned Bible. And and what if they're changing the scriptures on these apps? (sighs) You know, I I can see that point of view, but the ability to access and read the scriptures. And so far as I can tell, and I'm pretty well versed in the word of God, I don't see any of those like modern day edits. And the NIV is probably was made before the internet, like translated before the internet. And it has a bunch of discrepancies in it before the internet. So yeah, you're just like, we're not going to talk about that today. The word of God shines through in spite of men's foibles and in spite of men's like sometimes control issues, trying to tweak words and stuff like that. Still God's intent shines through and we can trust the scriptures. And it's really good. Like I do, I read a number of different like translations and it helps you get the gist of a scripture. And sometimes some do have a little twist or a different take on it. And, and if there's scriptures that are questionable, it's good to read the footnotes and get the background out because God gave you a brain. So you might as well use it. So we get back to Ephesians and in Ephesians five, there's this wonderful scripture and it's a powerful scripture and it makes the Christian life so simple. And I use this as a standard in my own life, and it becomes convicting. I I have to be quite honest. It is convicting because as I look at that, my life's not necessarily a real great reflection. So when I look at myself in this mirror, the two things don't coincide. My reflection doesn't look like, you know, well, the reflection in the scripture, how, how do I say that? I'm getting myself... The image in the scriptures doesn't match the image of my life. And you're like, well, what verse are you actually talking about? 
I'm talking about the one that calls us to be imitators of God and that our lives should look like Christ Jesus. And I look at that and I look at what Jesus did on a daily basis. And, you know, before he entered his ministry, he did work for a living. And we don't necessarily have that much insight into his younger years. I mean, but we do have some insight in a few places. And we see he was always after the Father's heart and he was always after doing God's thing. But he did work. And then as he entered his ministry, and so, you know, the question there is, well, what life are they talking about? Obviously, we're probably going to talk about the life that Jesus lived, his ministry years, you know, the fullness. When he came into his fullness, he came into his purpose here and what that life looked like. And what did that life look like? Well, for one, it's very easy to look at that he was a servant and that he served the people and that as he healed people and the kind of the imagery we get from the scriptures that he healed people day and night, long hours to the point of exhaustion and to the point that so many miraculous signs that happened that they couldn't be recorded. And so Jesus' life was one of being a servant. And you're just like, well, I serve and so do I. And it's really good. I definitely don't do it day and night. I want to say that I don't have that capability, but that's not true because, you know, God doesn't call us to something that can't be achieved. And you're just like, well, that sounds really miserable. When God calls us to things, there is fulfillment in that. But let me just say, one of the differences in my life and perhaps in your life, and I'm I'm guessing that this is true, is that when Jesus served, he served supernaturally. And what he did moment to moment was supernatural And it was miraculous. Even when he taught, his teachings penetrated the hearts and minds of people and penetrated even the Pharisees. But what was in them was not good. And so it caused it to burn with fire. And they kind of lit it up in fire because what was in them wasn't good and it wasn't able to be transformed. Now, there are some instances, one in particular, Nicodemus, that it appears that that fire, instead of lighting a fire, there was good in him and it transformed that good. But many of the others had evil in their hearts and it caused them to burn and it caused them to be participants in his death. There's a phone going off. I shouldn't bring the phone in here, but Jesus life. Let's just get back to Jesus. It was supernatural. I have, I've looked at Jesus life and I was just probably like most of us, we look And then we have some perceptions without really looking. And my perceptions were, and probably my thought process was, and I think it happened pretty quickly. And I'm I'm trying to remember how I got into this rut, but I can't do all those miracles. So what I'm going to go out and do is knock door to door and try to convince people through carnal means. So logical arguments and words and stuff to enter this supernatural kingdom. Now, as I look back on that, wow, did I have passion? And was that fantastic? Was that imitating Jesus? Absolutely not. Jesus knew that part of evangelism, like all of his evangelism, was through miraculous means. Now, he did credit those people that didn't need a sign, but he was there. And part of it is that he had so much compassion for the human race and saw like the opposite of John 10, 10, that they make, that he may come and they have life to the full. They didn't have life to the full. And so his mission was restoring that. Well, as imitators of Christ, our mission is also that. So we can even say, like Jesus says, I am here to bring life and bring it to the full. We are not gods, and I'm not saying that, but we are sons and daughters of a supernatural family, and that we are called 
to do the things that Jesus did. And he himself, I know I keep getting back to this point, but it's scripture and we need it to penetrate us. We need it to begin to transform us. Because this transformation and this different reality, the reality of being imitators of Christ, to get to that, we have to start with belief. And it is in looking at those scriptures, accepting them as truth, and letting the conviction come from those scriptures that we have fallen short. And that is the conviction I've been under lately. I got to tell you, my life does not look that much like Jesus' life. When I get up, I think about myself. I think about my hunger. I think... Think about those around me that will impact my life, interact with my life. I get frustrated with people that either slow me down, get in my way. So, you know, we're talking on the drive or trying to return something. And there's a long line. The other day I tried to fill a prescription and I walked in. There were literally 30 people online and I just, I walked back out. Yes, I needed that prescription, but yeah, so much of my life is focused on me. What if I had stood in that line and began to interact with somebody like Jesus. Jesus always had time for people and he looked at the opportunities and maybe what I would see as an inconvenience as an opportunity to see God's power release. So as I look at being an imitator of Christ, I got some work to do. Jesus was a servant, but he was a supernatural servant. He interacted with people on the supernatural level, supernatural insight, supernatural power and healing and restoration into their life, supernatural teaching. Again, I get back to the point, and just because we don't see this in our reality doesn't mean that it's not the reality that we're supposed to be living into, moving into and living in. It is so difficult because the place we're in, it is real and it is the reality but it's not the one that we're called to be in. We're called to be in a different one. So this takes an incredible mindset shift and we have to begin to turn our minds and thoughts to the reality that we are called to be in. So then our words and actions begin to reflect that and then our reality begins to unfold in that world. And don't you want to see that new reality? It's the new reality that is ancient and old like Jesus. And when Jesus was on the earth and his disciples were on the earth, what did they do? The good news, okay, that is that Jesus came to save, to give us life and give it to us to the full. That was his purpose. That is our purpose. That was their purpose. And they did that. Even the disciples That was what their life was about through the miraculous. I mean, the whole Philip thing, you know, being supernaturally transported, the impossible, but he ended up where God needed him to be in that timing. As we create this reality, I think there are some pretty cool things that accompany it, and it probably is going to begin to blow our minds, and it's going to be a new normal that is pretty dang crazy. And it's going to be a testimony to those around us. So you logic arguers who can argue all day long, it actually really tires me. And I I have some friends that are like that and they don't understand why people don't get it. Okay. This is a spiritual battle. This is filled with deception and deceit. And so it needs supernatural giftings like discernment and faith to unravel this deception. And so yeah, leave. Okay. I, I do believe that God gave us minds to use, but there are some of us that have forfeited all of our spirit for logic and understanding. And so basically we expend those of us, and I include myself with this, I fall into this trap 
not, I'm mostly not there anymore. I'm mostly because God has, through his faithfulness of experiences in my life, built a lot of faith in me. And I've seen, been fortunate to see a lot of miracles in my life. I've seen a lot of supernatural interventions, Kate, not nearly enough to reflect the life of Jesus and to truly be an imitator of him. But I have that I, and I'm getting older, so I just don't have all that energy that the arguing and the using of logic and the ability to try over and over and over and over and over and over and over again something that doesn't work. How many people have been argued into the kingdom? Yes, maybe they relented and made a decision, but as soon as you weren't around, guess what they did? Yeah, we need supernatural transformations, people supernaturally brought into the kingdom, and then we need children that are healthy and whole. So I mean like children in a sense that you can be a six-year-old man that enters the kingdom, you are now a child of God. And we need to bring you in as a healthy whole child of God, realizing that you are meant to be supernatural, that we look at the life of Jesus, and that's the life that we're called to live. There is no other life. This illusion that we see, references in my episode, Cultural Christians, okay, I could take my life, you could probably take your life, and write down the things that we do, and compare it to Jesus, it's going <laughs> to, yeah, ouch, right? Ouch. We read a few times where Jesus was in the synagogue, but most of the time he was there, he created quite a ruckus. And so as you go to church and you participate in this organization that looks nothing, you're just like, here Tom goes again. Yes, nothing like Jesus did. And the culture around that, it looks nothing. Why are we participating in that? It's a question that I continue to ask myself. And it's hard to be one of the first ones to make a paradigm shift, but we have to make this shift into this new reality. Otherwise, we're just going to stay stuck in this reality, and it's just going to be a rerun of impotence and nothingness, and I hope you get better. I'm going to pray you get better. Oh, they got better, you know, because we only prayed for things that were really meager like a cold. Naturally, you're going to get better, right? (sighs) Skeptic. Well, not really just looking at the facts. Hey, my friends, I don't mean to end on a downer. And so the Holy Spirit is always here. And I I can't remember if I did a podcast. Uh, I think I did in the Sanguine. I think it was one of my recent ones that it doesn't matter. There is any time is a perfect time to change. And so if you feel it right now, you can make change right now and we can turn the course around right now. Okay, Is it going to be instantaneous? No. But every action is a positive action and will lead to positive change and a new reality. So just let me pray for you that the Holy Spirit would just empower you and do you a strength, strategy, and insight for bringing about his desires from the scripture and directly from the Father's heart through your hands, through your words, and through your actions. Hey, my friends, I so appreciate you. You're fantastic. Have a great day. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Just some exit notes here. If uh, you're listening to this, you're listening to one of three podcasts. There are two other podcasts you might be interested in. So there is my Sanguine podcast. There is the Yup podcast and a podcast specifically designed for encouraging women of all ages. The Yes Women podcast. I just encourage you to go and try some more of Tom Baldwin's podcast.